For months, the American consumer has dealt with elevated prices by continuing to spend, whether on gasoline, vacations, or restaurants. Recent data indicate that the cumulative costs of high prices are starting to add up, and some consumers are responding by cutting back on spending. Should this dynamic become more pervasive, the economy will become even more susceptible to a downturn. As reported by the Washington Post, retail sales slowed last month for the first time this year, driven by a 4% decline in auto sales. According to data from Adobe Analytics, U.S. flight bookings fell 2.3% in May from a month earlier. Both high- and low-income Americans have begun to slow their spending, especially on services, according to credit card data made available by Barclays. According to an index from the Institute for Supply Management, growth in the U.S. service industry slowed in May to its lowest level since 2021, as Americans downshifted their spending on travel and at restaurants. Flight searches on booking site Kayak were down on average 13% earlier this month compared with the same period in pre-pandemic 2019. Data from OpenTable indicate that the number of people eating at restaurants was off 11% during a recent week compared to the same week in 2019. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. The ongoing bout of elevated inflation has rendered many Americans nervous about their current circumstances and their financial futures. As reported by CNBC, a new survey from Bankrate.com indicates that the percentage of people who are uncomfortable with the amount of money they have set aside is now 58%, up from 44% two years ago. Meanwhile, the proportion of people who indicate that they are comfortable with their emergency savings is now 42%, down from 54% two years ago. At the same time, there are indications that people have more money set aside now than in years past. Of course, back then, inflation wasn't chewing up savings the way it is presently. The most recent bank rate poll conducted in June indicates that 23% of respondents have no emergency savings at all. The share of people with no emergency savings is actually smaller than it has been for much of the past 12 years. At the same time, 27% of households report enough emergency savings to cover six months or more of expenses. That's the highest level reported since 2018. But inflation is making its mark. More than a third of respondents indicate that they had less in emergency savings than they had a year ago. Given elevated inflation, savings are likely to fall further. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Many employers around the nation have been fashioning return-to-the-office plans, but getting people back to job sites has been difficult in the context of lingering concerns regarding the spread of coronavirus and growing demands for flexibility emerging from an emboldened workforce. As indicated by writer Emma Goldberg, there is now another source of resistance to heading back to the office, inflation. The cost of a daily routine, travel, coffee, lunch away from home, is far pricier than it was when offices shut down a bit more than two years ago. Consumer prices have risen 8.6% over the past year, the fastest 12-month inflation rate since 1981. True, office occupancy recently crept up to its highest level since March of 2020, but is still just a bit above 
40%. Gas prices have hovered around $5 per gallon nationwide recently, compared with around $2.60 in 2019, according to AAA. While elevated numbers of available unfilled jobs, low unemployment, and a talent shortage have boosted pay, higher wages have not been able to keep pace with inflation. Over a recent 12-month period, average hourly earnings rose 5.2%, which would normally be considered very impressive, but not when inflation has been running above 8%. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Much attention has been given this year to rising interest rates in America. America's central bank, the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States, began raising rates in March of this year for the first time since 2018. They raised the short-term rates that they directly control in May and then executed the largest rate increase since 1994 earlier this month. But America is not alone. As indicated by writers Carl Russell and Gina Smialik, nearly four dozen nations have raised interest rates over the last six months, including England, India, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia. Data from FactSet indicate that in 2022, at least 45 countries have raised rates with more moves to come. The reason is simple. Inflation. Higher rates diminish the appetite to borrow money for purposes of consumption and investment. That cools economic growth, slows hiring, and therefore suppresses inflation. Higher interest rates also help to support the value of domestic currencies. With the United States raising interest rates, many nations follow suit to maintain their currency values vis-a-vis the U.S. dollar, still the planet's dominant currency. Presently, the current policy interest rate in America, meaning the Fed funds rate, is in the neighborhood of 1.75%. In Mexico, it's 7%, and in Brazil, more than 13%. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. According to a report released last month by John Burns Real Estate Consulting, a California-based industry advisory firm, the cost of owning a home for a current buyer has become more expensive on a monthly basis than renting one. A year ago, the difference between owning and renting was virtually non-existent. But more recently, having a mortgage cost about $840 more per month than having a lease, a difference nearly $200 higher than at any time over the past two decades. As indicated by writer Gregory Schmidt, the imbalances pushed many prospective buyers out of the market. Let's put this in percentage terms. Nationally, the cost of owning is 31% higher than renting, but the disparity is greater in metropolitan areas where housing prices have surged. In the Raleigh-Durham area of North Carolina, the cost of owning was 42% higher than renting in April. The gap was 40% in Nashville, 38% in Denver, and 35% in both Tampa and Phoenix. Not only have prices risen, so too have mortgage rates. Indeed, the increase in mortgage rates has been absolutely stunning. At the beginning of 2022, the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate was hovering a bit above 3%. More recently, mortgage rates have been in the range of 6%. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.